Hello and welcome to The Breakfast Club. It's me, Dave, the God of Mischief. That's a little <laughs> in-joke for before we started recording. <laughs> and I'm, I guess, Thor? I don't know, maybe maybe, maybe Hera? I'm Odin's maybe wife, Hera. Hera. I think that's who that was. It might, she might have been called something else. But that's me. I'm either Odin's daughter and or wife. And, or why not both? Hey, it was a different time. It's a different time. <laughs> it's a different time, different place. <laughs> Welcome to the Breakfast Club. You might be thinking, uh, what the hell have I just walked into? This <laughs> is our weekly podcast where we get very, 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 very drunk and um, recite an entire film from, just from go, memory. Just go full film. Why, why did we decide to do this? Who knows? Yeah. Well, Who we thought, this, hey, there's a hell of a lot of podcasts out there. A hell of a lot of them are related to film. <laughs> a lot of them are just kind of doing boring reviews or just telling you what they thought about the film. We thought, nope, don't want to do that. We're just going to tell you the entire plot of a film entire from film. start to finish, whilst drunk, whilst trying to remember it and Spe- probably forgetting bits. Speaking of other podcasts, right, uh, I've been listening to, I listened to the, uh, the Danny Wallace radio show and mm. uh, the Radio X podcast, like he, obviously it's his Sunday radio show. I love Danny Wallace. Um, however, and this isn't anything against him because he's a wonderful man, and, and I'd have him on this in a second. Yeah, but get in touch. There's there's what get in touch, Danny Wallace. There's one advert that goes through the show, and it's like you know, um, you know, in nowadays in uh, subscription services or whatever, where they'll just put a cheeky advert in, but for some reason the algorithm just plays the same advert like nine hundred times. <laughs> it's that, but for Kirsty Gallagher's new podcast, uh, okay. which is where she talks to people in sport, and I pretty much know it off by heart. Of um, she this week. Even though, again, this has been the advert for like at, at least eight episodes of the Danny Wallace podcast, which is weekly. So this week, as well as the last eight weeks, I guess, <laughs> she's been talking to Mauro Itoje, um, a rugby player. And he started off by going, I'll try and do this as best as I can. <laughs> yeah, I play my best rugby when I'm really expressive and loud. <laughs> And it, really, <laughs> it really pisses me off. <laughs> so you can't even be expressive and loud. You're on a podcast, God damn it! Talking about what you're doing. The uh, the golden question though, Mossy, is: Has the advertising worked? Have you started? Have you become a regular Patreon no. subscriber and listener to the Kirsty Gallagher Sports no, Podcast? I, I will go out of my way to never listen to it <laughs> ever, apart from those adverts, I guess, because they're inevitable. They're like Thanos. <laughs> they are inevitable. But, like, but then yeah. she'll go at the end. She'll go. So that's. Uh, legends of sport or something with me Kirsty Gallagher uh, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast and give it a five star review because it really helps and she says give it a, give it a review and make sure it's a five star review and it's just like don't tell people what to fucking rate it yeah come on this is this is YouTuber tactics here this is YouTuber Smash tactics bell. exactly <laughs> so if you like me don't I do like you this is the for the listeners at home. If you are like me, and you get annoyed by adverts like this, go onto the Breakfast Club uh, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Rate us five stars and leave yep. your little comment there, and we'll read them all out saying how much you hate when podcasts <laughs> how much, how much advertise. You, you just leave a five star review because it only works. 
if it's the five star. <laughs> Any less it doesn't work. We, on, we only work. see them if it's five star. Some weird only, algorithm yeah. with Apple. We only get the notification why. if it's five stars. So. Only get the notification. Um, I mean, it doesn't even help us grow or anything. It just it, it's only to, for you to vent your frustrations. <laughs> <laughs> we're, the, we're the one podcast in the world that doesn't want to grow. We've been doing this over a year now. Exactly same number of listeners as when we first started. And that's Arguably the way less. we like it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Arguably less. <laughs> oh. Dave, right, let's get into it. I'm dead excited. I have no clue what you're doing. I'm super psyched amazing amazing we are we are um running the the gamut of potentially doing the same film because week we in week out we don't tell each other what we're gonna do and then we get to the day and we're just we're just relying on the fact that there's a lot of films and percentage wise there's probably not a lot of you chance see, we're gonna do the same i like to think i know your brain and that's why mm. this morning let's pull back the curtain a little bit i text dave saying what genre film did you do? Because I was, I was certain that we'd done the same one. I couldn't have been more certain about anything in my life. And you said sci-fi, and I was like, "Fucking hell, there it is." <laughs> and I was like, "Go on, I need." I was like, "I think I asked for a female actor because in mine there is only one." Yeah. Uh, and I asked for um, was it genre? I think no, yeah. not genre. I, I think I just asked for a female actor or a genre. You did. Yeah. And you said you said sci-fi, and then you said. The director was Ridley Scott. Ridley Our Scott, third Ridley Scott movie, which means I am safe because mine is not directed by Ridley Scott. But we're doing Dave. We are doing Dave's. Um, just uh, sorry to keep going on this, but I was relaying this information to to my fiance Steph that um, you'd you'd message me to ask what film I was doing, and I said um, there's a good chance we've done the same film. And Steph was like, well, what will you do if you have done the same film? And I was like, well, knowing us, we'll probably do it where Mossy does his and I do mine. And we both just do the same film. We and just put do them both the same out. film. Fuck it. <laughs> she was like, because you're idiots. I was like, yeah, because we're idiots. No, <laughs> because, because it's it's a niche, isn't it? No one's ever done that before. I've done the same podcast every week, other than Kirsty Gallagher. We're getting in on that niche. <laughs> Because our whole modus operandi <laughs> is just trying to piss off the, the few people who do listen to us. <laughs> That's why we ignore their requests. <laughs> like, unless uh, it's one person who's a, a giant man. We are the worst podcast host in the world. Well, I think we're the best. <laughs> it caters to me t- perfectly. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what film I'm doing, mate. It's about oh, time. Oh, Christ. <laughs> It's our third Ridley Scott film. It's also, I think, our third Harrison Ford film. Oh, man. Okay, now I was tempted by this because I've never seen it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you'll never need to, mate, because I'm going to tell you exactly what happens. Because I'm doing the fantastic uh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Yeah, I saw it on Sky Movies and was like... Um, sponsor of Sky, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, actually, do you know what? Unless if Murdoch's involved, I don't know if I do what. No, yeah, I'll take your money. I'll happily take your money, yeah. Never mind. Ignore <laughs> uh, what I just said. <laughs> You're a nice guy. Um, yeah, I saw Blade Runner and was like, should I do Blade Runner? I've never, ever seen Blade Runner. And obviously wow. everyone says it's just the absolute, it's the tits, isn't it? So It is. It's very, very good. It's very good. Uh, but um, I didn't. <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy that you and I have a very similar strategy to picking a film of seeing what's free on what's Sky. Free. Well, yeah. I mean prepaid, I suppose, because I have we yeah. have paid for it. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should we get into Blade Runner, mate? I want to get into Blade Runner. I want to get Let's into it deep. 
do a bit of Blade Runner. It starts with some scrolling text, the hallmark of a great sci-fi film. Everyone loves scrolling text. Everyone People can't get enough text. of scrolling text. Oh, That's why scrolls were a thing film. for so long. <laughs> <laughs> and this scrolling text explains that in whatever year this is set in, uh, this company called the Tyrell Corporation of made robots that are super similar to humans almost in every way except can't express emotions which i would argue one of the most human human aspects yeah i mean Pretty just watch to tell who's a robot and who's not just watch hayden christensen you couldn't tell you couldn't <laughs> tell me right now if hayden christensen was or was not a robot <laughs> i don't think you could i couldn't i genuinely couldn't no is he a man droid or is he a man you wouldn't be able to tell me <laughs> that sounds like his hit one man broadway play <laughs> android or man by hayden christensen i'm happy i'm sad i'm happy i'm sad eat this pear <laughs> i don't like sand yeah what a guy <laughs> hayden if you're listening good on you sponsor us um so yeah, we get this. Uh, we get this text about these robots that the Tyrell Corporation's made, and then a little bit of uh, exposition about this branch of the police that are called Blade Runners, and their whole job is to find um, find these replicants, these robots, and uh, eliminate them. Which <laughs> apparently, according to this scrolling text, isn't called eliminating; it's called retiring. Retiring they them. They so... retire the replicants. Well, I mean, like, well, what was the point of the Tyrells making them then? <laughs> Just to be assholes. I think, I think they do explain that, like, they're workers and their their, their primary purpose is work, oh. but then some of them just go mental, which, which I would argue, not great business. No, you'd, you'd probably, uh, you'd product test that one, you and gone, well, forty percent of them have gone completely insane. <laughs> you go, is forty percent okay? And someone goes, no, no, not even one percent is okay. And you go, I think it's okay. Let's we should we should out. we should probably remove that insane chip. We should probably not ship them out with that in. Yeah, it seems seems bad business. If we remove the insane chip, <laughs> then they'll start cracking jokes like they did in the Alpha, and they had emotions <laughs> in the Alpha. The insane chip keeps that all subdued, keeps that like, all in check. What kind of jokes are they making? And he was like, you know, it's just a shit jokes. Like, uh, why did the Scarecrow win a Nobel Peace Prize? Because it was outstanding in its field. Jokes like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> great jokes like that <laughs> i don't love them robots those mandroids would have been fine by me um so then we end up in a, a room and there's a guy there and he's setting up a little machine um and he's sat at a table and then this bloke walks in and this bloke comes and sits down at the table and he's like oh what's this i've been told to come for a test and the guy's like yeah yeah it's just a little test uh don't worry about it and the guy's like, well, I've had my physical and I passed that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And this guy's like, this this is a separate thing. Don't worry. Just look look this way. And he's got this machine set up with a little, like, camera thing focused at this guy's eye. Yeah. And he starts asking this guy questions. It's, it's really weird questions. He asks him about um, he's out in the desert and he finds a turtle on its back and it's baking in the sun. And what does he do? And then he starts asking him questions about his mom. And this guy, like, this oh, guy flips out. What would you do? Well, first he says he doesn't know what a turtle is, which is weird. Well, that's fair enough. He's like, is it a turtle? Is it a terrapin? Is it a tortoise? (laughs) And he's like, I've said turtle. I think there's no question what you... (laughs) (laughs) I think there's no question what you do. I think you'd flip it back over and let it go on its way. You wouldn't just let it bait. He's going to fucking die anyway. It's aquatic. 
mate. Come it's on. In the desert. You, can't just let it, you can't just let it bake to death in the sun. I'd suck Maybe... its little brains out, mate. <laughs> that would be me. I'd eat that turtle faster than you could blink because I'm also <laughs> stuck in the desert. <laughs> I really did not know what you were going to suck on that turtle. <laughs> well, I need the moisture, Dave. <laughs> Because I'm still, if, if the turtle's in the middle of the desert, then I'm also in the middle of the desert. So that turtle's got to die for my for my survival. It's going to do fuck all on its back. I'd get on its yeah. back. I don't care. You have the power. You have the power to turn it back over. You yeah, and what? I've also got the. Yeah, but then it can live for like maybe a minute and a half because what? again, it's aquatic. It lives in the sea or whatever, or in rivers, or on a little Spanish table. Well, Aye. if it's gonna if it's gonna live for like a minute and a half, why not why not turn it round and just just follow it and just wait just for it to, to where it's gonna go die naturally rather yeah. than smashing its brains in. Well, I trust I trust my own directional instinct over its hell. It doesn't know where the fuck it is. It's in the middle of the desert. I'm also in the middle of the desert. So I'm just gonna chop that little turtle down, and I might use its shell if I've got insane at this point as a nice little bra like Ariel in the Little Mermaid. <laughs> I think that's what I'd do. Oh, <laughs> uh, I I feel like I can honestly say the guy doing that test would not yeah. have been expecting that. No, no, well, he knows I'm not a mandroid. Maybe that's what they all say. I don't know. You've been programmed. We've all been programmed to give the exact same, the same story answer. about turtle bras. And they lead them on as well until they get to the turtle bra. They get turtle bra. You're getting retired, fella. <laughs> oh Fucking god, up. that's insane. So what right. would you do? You'd flip him back over and just let yeah, him walk off. Let him go away. Yeah, yeah. That's madness. Can't How's be it got to there? A turtle. There's a little cute turtle. What do you mean it's a little cute tail? Dave, it's Mara survival. I'm not having this. <laughs> but he just says you're in the desert. He doesn't say like how that. you got there or how well, long I've got my wristband for. with WWBGD on it of what would Bear Grylls do. And he, <laughs> he he would eat the turtle. He would eat the turtle, yeah. He'd yeah. eat the turtle Even if he though, was in the holiday inn. Yeah, he'd eat the turtle and then go back to his luxury hotel and have a slap up five course. And he's like, oh, I can only have the four courses. I, I ate a desert <laughs> a turtle. <laughs> Think what the hence, fuck is it doing hence, in the desert? It's the bra. It's <laughs> <Hence> the bra. <laughs> like, sorry, Bear, you can't come in without a shirt. It's policy. It's just like, well, this'll this'll have uh, to do. Everything's covered, mate. What's your problem? Um none of this happens. None of this happens. Ah, um the the guy doing the questions starts asking the other guy about his mum. And this guy just flips out with questions about his mum and he just stands up and shoots the guy dead. And runs <laughs> off. Holy shit. It escalates real quick. Also, real I would say, I would say that it turns out that the guy doing the interview was a Blade Runner. He's he's one of these policemen. Mm. If you're going into a room to be interviewed by a Blade Runner, surely someone's done a check on whether you've got a weapon on you. Whether or not. you've got a gun. That just Is seems he, mad. Well, if he's a mandroid, though, can he not like Robocop? He's going out of his leg. That's true. Maybe he could. Maybe he could. <laughs> they don't. They don't ever show that. But it's in no. my head now, so I'm going to. So say he yes, just whipped out a gun from nowhere and blown this guy away. Blasted him, absolutely blasted him to Just bits. Just full on, ass blasted him right in the face. <laughs> That's insane. Oh, fair enough. Wow, this guy's obviously replicants don't mess about. He might is he a replicant? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I know, and he is. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was choked to death. Then. <laughs> um, and then we see Harrison Ford 
Oh, big yes. old Harrison Ford. Does he have his Harris on? He does have his Harris on. He's uh, he's Harris on, and he he looks old still. He always still, looks, he always old, looks old. He looks yeah. old as fuck all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the poor guy's never looked young. <laughs> um, and this is this is set like a proper film noir. So like it, it's got Harrison Ford doing a full on um voiceover. You know, in the Ooh, it's like, like oh, I'm a I used to be a cop and now I'm a Blade Runner. Or, or well, he's retired from being a Blade Runner. He doesn't have that accent either. Really wish that was the dialogue. <laughs> I used to be a cop, or uh, I don't know. I uh, maybe a Blade Runner. It's like, come on, what, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> it really, really turns you off the film straight away. You say, well, I, I mean, if you don't know, then <laughs> award-winning dialogue from Harrison. Award-winning dialogue from the Harrison. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> he says that. He says that he retired from being a cop. He got tired of all the, the violence and everything. And then he goes up to this little um, stall and he orders some food and he sat there eating. And then these two blokes come in, um, put their hands on him and they tell him that he's under arrest and that he has to come with them. So he gets the car. He takes his, uh, he's bought some noodles and he takes his little noodles with him in the car and just uh, max away on some noodles. Man, while I he's mean, he bought your noodles, mate. You're fully entitled to eat, to eat, to eat your noodles, haven't you? Yeah. They're not. That's not part of the rights, is it? No law against eating noodles. Right to remain silent. You don't have the right to throw away your noodles. It's <laughs> not a thing. I'll chin them noodles. <laughs> Any noodles you don't eat will be produced against you as evidence in court, though. <laughs> he didn't eat his fucking noodles, look. <laughs> guy's a madman. The guy's a madman. He only ate 40% of his noodles. <laughs> yeah, well, that, was that because you arrested him? No, no, he ate some in the back of the car. He said he was too full. <laughs> to eat a normal one person portion of noodles I put it to you that this man is a robot and he's, he's just a like, deviant <laughs> he's a robot <laughs> it wasn't soy saucy pot in his noodles it was WD-40 <laughs> it's like the bloody Salem witch trials of robots everyone's just pointing fingers at everyone else robot you're a robot well it sounds like that <laughs> um these two guys, they take Harrison Ford to see a guy called Bryant. He's the he's the police of chief, Mossy. Oh my god, the police of he's chief the already. Big old police of chief already. <laughs> and uh, Harrison Ford knows him, and he's chatting to him, and he's like, uh, the, "This guy Bryant is like, you wouldn't have come here if I'd have asked you to come. Uh, we had to go through this arresting." Um, and Harrison Ford's like, "What's what have you brought me in for?" And Bryant's like, "We've got four replicants, and they are." nexus 6 i think he says nexus 6 models which is like the latest model of replicant so they're still making them despite the fact that most of them are insane still putting the madness chip in them yeah yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> you'd think you'd stop that but you know that's just me i don't know okay. you would think that but uh apparently not apparently not. and he tells them about these four nexus 6 robots and apparently they're super violent and super dangerous <laughs> and he needs his best blade runner to go after them and Harrison Ford's like, I'm retired. Fuck you. I don't need your business. I don't need to be a Blade Runner. He sa- he says, send this other guy after them. He's he's good. And then it turns out that that guy who was good is the one who got blasted at the start. Ah, oh, that, that guy's sound. I, uh, yeah. he, was, he was quite weak to gunshot wounds to the head, though. <laughs> he, never, he never checked that was a real That was a real weakness of his. <laughs> it was a real weak point, yeah. He put it on his, uh, his CV or in interviews when they were just like, have you got any... If you have any flaws, he's like, yes, actually I do. Um, getting shot in the head will kill me. 
They're like, oh, okay. I'd love to see. I'd love to see the interview thing of how you turn that weakness into a positive. Now, um, I am weak against getting shot in the head, but great people skills. So great unlikely skills. to ever happen. Plus, I've been shot in the arse like four or five times. <laughs> Once with a magnet bullet. So I'm pretty sure all the bullets will just go straight into my arse. Straight into my arse, the way I like it. The way I like it. <laughs> I'm always a two on the Bristol stool chart. That's me. Oh my God. <laughs> Google it. Um, no, it's, it's well worth looking up, seriously. <laughs> It's once you've seen it once, that'll change every time you have a shit from then on. Oh, it's hilarious, yeah. It's because you'll stuff. be then like, oh, I wonder what that is on the Bristol stool. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that one before. Maybe this is a new one. Maybe the last one. What they lad on eight? <laughs> it's just gas. <laughs> well, no, we all know what that is. It's just gas. Brown gas, smoke, <laughs> and airborne toxic events. Um. So yeah. Uh, Harrison Ford is called Deckard in this, by the way, I should say. So, um, Deckard's like, why haven't you sent this guy? He said, we did, he got killed. He's like, I need my best Blade Runner on this. And eventually, he threatens him as well. He says, if you're not a cop in this city, then you're a little person. And he basically, like, threatens to kill him. It's a bit harsh, isn't it? Yeah, I know, yeah. I'm not sure you can say that. But this <laughs> That's was really sizest, yeah. It's, it's okay. <laughs> they just turn him into a little person. <laughs> what the fuck's that? <laughs> You've met them before, haven't you, mate? You're on Endor, and he's just like, come on, for fuck's sake. <laughs> come on, mate, be better. Um, <clears throat> the first policeman who put his hand on uh, Harrison Ford, we find out he's called Gaff. He's also a Blade Runner. Um, and his little thing is that he makes little uh, origami animals, and he's making sure. a little uh, swan while or crane or something while Harrison Ford is chatting to this uh, Bryant. And Harrison Ford eventually agrees to go looking for these replicants. And he's like, oh, where should I start? And this guy tells him to go speak to um, Tyrell at the Tyrell Corporation. The head of the Tyrell Corporation. Straight to cool the place to start because they make them. If anyone's going to know anything about <laughs> them. going to know. No, no, we uh, we only make the normal ones. And so, you, <laughs> no, you make them all. He's like, no, <laughs> you're on to me. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Can't get one past you, can I? <laughs> um i think at this point we also learned the the identities of the four replicants so we have uh a guy called lloyd that was the one who shot the other blade runner yeah uh we have a guy played by rutger hauer called roy batty great name roy batty <laughs> roy name. batty is a great name uh we Sounds have like someone who'd rock up either in coronation street yep. or an old 70s uh gag sketch that was really unacceptable now. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> yeah. definitely would not get made in this day and age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. only two <laughs> options for Roy Batty. Uh, there's a woman called Pris. Roy Batty is the only one who gets a surname, by the way. That's well, because when you when when you've come up as a writer, when you've come up with a surname like Batty, can't waste that. Can't yeah. waste that. <laughs> it's only going to come can't around once it. in a lifetime. Uh, <laughs> We get a woman called Pris and a woman called Zora. They're the four um, replicants that are on the run. So Deckard gets told to go to um, Tyrell Corporation, and he zooms off there in his little flying car. He's off in his little 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 hover car. That's how it sounds. <laughs> like it. <laughs> and he gets to the Tyrell Corporation. He's in the office, and they've got an owl in the office. An and... owl, an actual live owl. Well, here we go. There's a woman there called Rachel. 
and she walks in and she's like, oh, do you like our owl? And Deckard's like, yeah, it's, it's dead sound. It's a good so owl. sex with our owl? Is that what you're in for? And he's just like, no, Jesus Christ. I literally just walked in. Stop fucking touching your your little knob to our it's owl, like, mate. Everyone, <laughs> everyone comes in to shag the owl. <laughs> when, when, you're, when you're on sex with the owl and it turns its head 180 degrees and looks right at you, that's what they all love. They all love it. <laughs> and he goes, ooh. And you're like, okay. It's me, Deckard, and he's like, ooh, and you're like, Deckard. <laughs> that was so silly. Uh, great stuff. Um, it's at this point that we learn that real animals are ultra rare in this world. Only oh, really? The, only the mega rich have real animals. And it's like a it's like an aspirational thing for people in this world. They want animals. So um, someone makes robot animals or like replicant animals. And, like, the better quality animal you get, the more, like, high status you are, basically. Uh, Right up to owning a real animal, which is, like, super rich. That's really weird. I like that a lot. It's just a weird flavor thing, but it's interesting, isn't it? No, yeah, it builds the world, and I love that. I I think that's excellent, yeah. I think that's probably the one bit of the film that actually comes from the book. The rest of it just made it up. Just completely, okay. just completely, t- just totally completely separate thing. <laughs> Sometimes um, that's for the best. <laughs> so Deckard's listen talks... to our June episode. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> do yeah. God, someone has to. Um, so Deckard's speaking to Rachel, and Rachel's talking about this out, and then in walks uh, Mister Tyrell himself, and he's like, "Oh, hello, welcome. Uh, you're here to do the uh, test on the replicants." And uh, Deckard's like, yep, yep, that's what I'm here for. And he's like, I want you to try it on a real human uh, first. And Deckard's like, well, why? Because it won't, it won't show anything. Like, the test is for detecting <laughs> androids. And he's like, yeah, but I'm interested to see the results. And he's like, okay. He's like, do you want me to do the test on you? And he's like, no, try it on Rachel. He's like, okay. So he gets the thing set up, and it's the same little <laughs> machine from the start with the little camera on the eye. Yeah. Apparently called a Voigtkampf test. Not that that matters, but it is. It's and, a good name. I like yeah, it. it is good. And he gets it set up and he starts asking Rachel a load of questions. And again, they're the really weird questions from like the start. I can't remember some of them, but they're just mad. They're really weird logic questions that don't really make any sense. But he, he points out, I think, that the purpose of them is to try and invoke some kind of emotional response because the robots can't yeah, show emotion. Would, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, it makes sense. Like yeah. we got, we got pr- both pretty hot over the tortoise question over the, the owl. Title. Oh, sorry, yeah, the t- yeah, no, we got erect over the owl, but <laughs> that goes without saying. But like <laughs> the the tortoise question, oh, sorry, turtle question, got got us both, got us go both pretty active. So you it know did. that would have showed that neither it of us w- are man. It drawings. works. I've just remembered one of the questions though. Oh, here he we sa- go. He says to her, he says to her, you find a picture of a nude woman in a magazine. Mm-hmm and you yep. show it to your husband, and he likes it so much that he sticks it up on your bedroom wall, what do you do? Uh, me, do you personally? Do if, your, if your husband puts a picture I'd be a bit, I'd be a bit freaked out, man, because, like, we're supposed to be gay. So he's supposed to like the, the male form, especially this male form, which is, I mean, it's quite grotesque. But then again, I do have tits, so maybe... <laughs> Maybe the that's what he's got it for. Maybe the signs were there. Yeah. Maybe he's just picturing it as if he draws like maybe in the next couple of days he gets a sharpie and draws a big cock on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. Whatever. Whatever. You're feeling better about it. You're feeling yeah, better yeah, about yeah. it. I'm feeling a bit better about it. But um 
I would argue if he starts that... drawing an owl's face on it. <laughs> well, oh well, of course, I've got no complaints about that because I'm also imagining an owl drawing the whole time. I'm imagining his head swinging back and going, ooh. And I'm like, your partner? And he's like, ooh. Um, I, I would question, I would make the question of finding a picture of a nude woman in a magazine. I've already bought the magazine, so I've already known that there's a nude woman in it. So you know what I mean? Like, it's like it's like nineties, mate. Is like she found a magazine in a book. She's just bought the sub, <laughs> which I mean, I've never bought it, so there's that. Yeah. I never will because of where we live. It would be a death. Not because of where we live. No, not not only because of where we live. Because no, it's because they're also shit. terrible fucking people and scum. <laughs> yeah. and no one should and ever buy paper's it. garbage. Yeah, <laughs> it spreads lies. But other than that. Reputable. Probably, probably great. Yeah, probably great. Probably really good. Yeah. Enjoy it. The only factual thing in it's the fucking days TV listings. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> so <clears throat> Harrison Ford goes for ages questioning Rachel, asking her loads of questions, and then eventually he gets to the end and he shuts the machine down. And um, Doctor Tyrell says to Rachel, "Oh, go on, out you go." And he speaks to Deckard and he's like, "So what did you determine?" And he goes, "She's a replicant." And he's like, very good. I wasn't expecting you to, to pick it up. Um, and Deckard's like, she doesn't know. She's a robot. How have you done that? And he, uh, Dr. Tyrell's like, how many questions does it normally take to tell? And Harrison Ford is like 30 to 40 uh, questions. Fucking hell, and he's like, question. Well, he says, you just did over 100 questions for Rachel trying to determine if, she was, a, if she was a robot. And then he, he tells him that... Um, with Rachel, she's like a prototype, and they've. He says the problem is that um, the they start to go mad because they question things because they've got no past, they've got no history, you know, they don't know who they are, and they start to, that starts to drive them crazy. So he's like, this new prototype, they inject them with memories, they give them memories, so they remember being a kid and they remember growing up and they remember oh, being. A, yeah, it's really yeah, it's really great. So so right, let me get this straight right now. Not all replicants are bad. No, no, some no, of them no. just it's only the work. insane murder ones that they're the Blade Runners are out to get. Yeah, 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 exactly. But also, surely humans are also bad. So there's regular cops for regular men, Blade Runners yep. for why? Well, why doesn't just everyone the same? Why don't you just have the cops who just yeah. stop all the people from murdering and robbing and shit? Yeah, I don't. Why know. do you need the specific? Maybe because they've done the they've done the like the course, so they get a bit, yeah. bit more money. They know how to do the yeah. test. Yeah, that's they it. They've been the on test. a they've been on a course. So they you ask them silly questions like if you were on a cruise ship, you were on a ship, um, and you just let's say you were on a ship and you had submarine equipment and you just found an old wreckage, uh, and you delve the old wreckage and you find some treasure and you bring that treasure aboard your ship, but there's a silly old woman there. <laughs> And at the end, she wants to throw your treasure into the sea. What do you do? <laughs> if you woke up on a camping trip and you woke up with a sore ass and 20 quid in your pocket, would you tell anyone? <laughs> do you want to go camping? <laughs> Fucking hell. I mean, mine was a bit, a bit more normal. It was, yeah. Mine, mine definitely was just... wasn't the plot of the film Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Which elicits an emotional response out of anyone. <laughs> um we also learn at this point that um traditional model replicants only have a lifespan of four years these these, these builds are fucking terrible planned <laughs> obsolescence of four years madness I mean, chip it's it's better than current apple phones so you that's know. true 
that's true. And planned that obsolescence is for 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> also, the fact that there's enough of these rogue replicants going mad and just murdering people <laughs> that they have to have an entire division of the police dedicated to it. Why didn't someone go to these guys and just be like, stop making fucking robots? Yeah. Stop it now. How about that? It's, it's insane. It's insane. Right. So we learn that Rachel's a replicant. We learn that they only have four-year lifespans. And we learn that the, the Tyrell Corporation is experimenting with implanting memories into robots. And so then Deckard and Gaff, the the other Blade Runner, they go off to Leon's apartment because um, they had records of where he lived from the, the interview at the start. And that's the only lead that they've got the minute so they go to this apartment and they're having a look around and gaff's just pissing about gaff just makes a little um he gets some matchsticks out and he makes a little matchstick man and he puts him down on the side <laughs> he's just fucking wasting time he, he's, he's an absolute that. fucking liability gaff he's a liability he's this guy um, he needs to hand in his gun and badge he needs to be off the force he needs to be off the force he's one day away from retirement <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I hope not, because I know what that means. Poor, <laughs> poor gap. <laughs> and Deckard goes into the bathroom of this apartment that they're in, and he looks in the bath and he sees that there's like blue blood or like stains in the bath. And when he leans down and looks at it, he sees that there's like scales in the bath as well. Ugh. And he picks one up, and like in the um, in the voiceover bit, he's like. Um, replicants don't have scales you know they've got skin like humans it's like skin grafts so he's like so where have these scales come from and it, he puts it, in a the, bag. it all comes back to the turtle <laughs> he's hunting a turtle he's it's not the turtle, turtle that he's after get to the desert <laughs> off you go that's where it is um so he goes off to this little uh this little person that he knows and he shows her this scale she i think she's uh she's one of the people who makes robot animals uh, and he, okay. sh- he shows her this scale and he says, do you recognize it? And she puts it under a microscope and she's having a look. And when it zooms in loads, she sees that there is like a a serial number on it. And she tells him who the person who made it is. And he's like, sound. And she tells him that it's uh, from a snake. And so he goes to see this person who made it. And we get like a threatening scene where he like pulls him over the counter and he's like, Ooh, you, you fucking sell this snake to you, little <laughs> prick. You put this snake in some father's bath. And he's like, no, I didn't. I just sold him the snake. Genuinely, genuinely didn't. Maybe what a weird thing to do. You want to put my snakes in people's baths. He's like, you did, you did, I found it. He's like, you're not a very good police officer. He's like, no, I needed the Blade Runner course. I only know the questions. They've taken pretty much everything. The rest of the shit, the rest of the actual detective work, long gone. First rule of policeman club, jump to conclusions. Jump snake to in conclusions. the bath, you make snakes, you put the snake in the bath, you old bastard. <laughs> you piece of shit, how did you get it in there? Did you make it go up the plug hole? I let snakes do that. And he's like, snakes don't do that, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you make it go up the plug hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so stupid. He's like, you're thinking of spiders? I know I am thinking of spiders yeah, shit. Okay, yeah. No, I'm thinking of spiders I'm thinking of scaly spiders it's snakes in the toilet isn't it and he's like, no what do you mean <laughs> he's like back in the 21st century there was occasionally your neighbour would own a snake and it would get out and then it'd crawl around <laughs> slither around and it'd end up in your house and get in your bog and then you sit down to have a shit in the middle of the night and it'd bite your bollocks and he's <laughs> just like what? bite your gooch and he's like what gooch. the fuck are you talking about 
It's like it was you. I know it was you. I just make fucking robot snakes, <laughs> mate. Robot I don't snakes. know what you're talking about. It's essentially a slinky at this point. That's all I'm making. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> you're going down for uh, life. <laughs> Fuck you, dirtbag. <laughs> Shoot him on the spot. <laughs> and so... Um, he gets the oh. snake maker guy to to tell him who he sold the snake to. So then he goes to see this guy, and this guy's at this little horrible seedy bar, and it's like a, a, a lap dance bar. And he goes in. <laughs> one and of those famous lap dance bars. One of those famous lap dance bars, because um, everyone That's likes to drink them. while they get the That's lap. That's what dance. they call them. <laughs> they call them the lap dance bars. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell this is from a guy who spends a lot of time in in lap dance bars? <laughs> lap dance bars, God, the amount of lap dance bars that oh, Dave goes to. All the, all the all the lap dance bars. I've been to everyone. I've been every to lap every dance lap bar. dance bar that there is. I mean, you got saffron in in Ellesmere Port. That's pretty close to you. Pretty close. That lap pretty dance close. bar. Yeah, get an Indian, then go up to the lap dance bar. Which order would you do it? I think we've discussed this. Uh, which order? Like, sorry, for context for people at home, there's a place near where Dave lives. Um, I say near where they live. It's not that, not that close, but close enough. I live um, in what traditionally has been quite a rough area, and and the place in yeah. question is quite rough. Well, yeah, because it's a Indian takeaway in the day. Yeah, and then of night, the top floor is then a lap dance club, lap dance bar. Sorry, lap dance bar. So if you were to go in, in what all that now, I've I've also heard that the top is is also sort of a brothel, so which is yeah. different to a lap dance bar, um. If you were to go, if you were to go, what order would you do? Would you curry first and then lap dance bar and sex? Or would you lap dance bar and sex and then a curry? Because either way sounds bad for me. Right. I'm going to say curry first and then lap dance bar. <sighs> and I'll tell you, I'll tell you for why. I'll tell you for why. Right. You will stink and probably gassy and an uncomfortable <laughs> That's what I mean by stink. You're going to be gassy as fuck. <laughs> you be gassy as clay. <laughs> gassy as clay. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and yeah, it's going to be an uncomfortable lap dance. But think how sad you'd feel if you went up to a lap dance bar <laughs> and you got your lap dance and you paid for it, and you just went downstairs and had a curry by yourself. That's With a little fucking, fucking gist, a little, 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 little chubber. Why, why by yourself? Surely you've gone with other people. Oh man, I mean, would you go to a lap dance bar in Ellesmere no. Port with other people? Would you I let just other people go know? at all? <laughs> Yeah, sad times, man. I, hey, I, that's, I just think that's really That's dumb. one to ask. That's one to ask the replicants, I reckon. <laughs> 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 lap dance bar or curry first? Which one would you do? <laughs> Which one would you do? Lap dance bar. Robot! Deckard <laughs> <laughs> uh, goes to this bar and he chats to this guy who bought the snake and he's like... Again, he's like accusing this guy. He's like, "You fucking sent this snake up the toilet, you little bitch." And the guy's like, the "Guy's like, calm down, calm down." Yeah, you know, I bought this, bought this snake. It's fine. He's like, he says, "Oh, barkeep, get get my friend a drink." And the barman hands him a drink, which is like this weird little cocktail thing. And Deckard takes like one sip of it, and then he's just absolutely fucked. He's just off his head. He's just pissed. Off his head immediately. Fart. Fart. Yeah, why, yeah. Why haven't we got them? I know. I know. Where are they? And he takes his sip of a drink and he goes over to this payphone thing and he rings uh, Rachel at um, the Tyrell Corporation and he just invites her out to the bar. He's just like, oh, I'm at this this little lap dance bar. 
having a having a great time, and you should come out and we should spend some time together. Shit, he's gonna like, shag a robot. Well, he wants to. Well, she's yeah. just like, no, that's weird. We, we've met like once, <laughs> met and, once, and I'm not gonna come to a lap dance bar in the middle of the and night. That's insane. I'd argue that's not even meeting. Like, if I if I went to the <laughs> shop and then the person who who you know scanned in my items went. <laughs> and I went away and then text them like fucking hell I don't know I got his num- uh, number I rang up the co-op and was like hey is uh, this person on and they were like yeah and you just go I need to speak to them it's important and they go and you should be, do you want to come out and they'd be like who the fuck are you he'd be like do you oh. remember I bought uh, two fridge because they were on offer milkshakes I bought a pack of baby bells which I did eat all of straight away some of them were warm I also bought a pack of cheese strings I got a can of monster uh, I also got a six pack of frisps, which again I ate all of. Uh, <laughs> but now I'm out. <laughs> I'm re- so ready to boogie. Get out here! That's so much dairy. <laughs> you're gonna, she's like, you're going to be so rough in the morning. Fucking hell! Slides, slides the stomach, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I don't want to come out. You're going to fucking smell. Also, also. What an insane power play from Harrison Ford to be like, I really fancy this girl. I'm gonna invite her to a titty bar. That'll be that'll yeah. be an interesting that'll be an interesting development. Weird. <laughs> he is a weirdo. Sounds like a weirdo already. Mm. Yeah, so he's pissed. He he booty calls Rachel at like one AM. She's like, No, I'm obviously not gonna come out to a lap dance bar at this time of night. And he's like, Okay, yeah, sound no, probably probably a stupid thing to ask. Uh, and then he goes back to his drink. And then um, he hears them announce that some exotic dancer is going to come out with her snakes that she uses in her dance. Oh, and he's like, go. oh, snakes. Snakes climb up the toilet, bite your gooch. I'm not having it. He's fuming. And uh, <laughs> he runs backstage and he's running around backstage and all these girls are running around. And he stops by a door and he gets a newspaper from somewhere and he's like flicking through the newspaper pretending to be dead inconspicuous and he sees this woman walk past with a snake over her shoulders and he stops her i think this is actually this is after she's been out on stage so she's coming backstage what's Um, her what's her name this is zora ah no yeah but what's a stripper name oh i can't remember i can't remember i mean it's got it's gonna make one anaconda right hello there we go has to be Gotta be. Has gotta to be. be Anaconda. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's no other option other than um, the, that woman from Monsters, Inc. <laughs> yeah. Who you could probably use. Or Medusa. They're, oh, the Medusa. Only, they're the only two. Medusa's kind of a stripper name, but it sounds like you've got old saggy tits, so they probably wouldn't use that. Yeah. 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 Uh, didn't Britney Spears have a snake in one of her videos? I was in the video for Britney, Toxic, yeah. You could call yeah, yourself Britney it? Spears. That'd be a good stripper name. Uh, well, I don't know. Is that would a good it? stripper name? <laughs> would Britney it? Maybe Spears. In the future. <laughs> you just call yourself Britney Spears because you have a snake. <laughs> Is that a good stripper name? Britney Spears. I like the way you, you lent into the pod and went, no. No, I'm going to back out as far as I can go away. And I'm just going to say Britney Spears. I'm going to say someone with a snake once. Britney Spears had a snake. And you call Britney yourself Spears. John Voight. <laughs> John Boyd. <laughs> Do you know what's weird? 
I'd be so intrigued by a stripper calling themselves John so White. I'd, I'd 100% go and watch that. I'd, I'd, I'd have to hold the poppadoms. I'd be like, no, no, no. Wait, wait. I need to see time. John Voight. John Voight's going on the stage. Just there, John Voight's on upstairs. I'm off. <laughs> fucking hell, this is going to be interesting. And then it's just a woman. She comes out, knockers out and everything. You're like, fucking hell. Oh, God. Oh, my. It's desperate for John Voight to come and strip for me. It would have been amazing. <laughs> Um, he's backstage he's flicking through this newspaper this woman runs past with the snake and he stops her and he's like oh I'm from uh, he puts on this weird little nerd voice he's like oh hello I'm from the fucking animal agency he doesn't stop snorting in no way he genuinely does genuinely does and she's like oh what's up and he's like "Uh, can I talk to you for our fucking uh, annual uh, newspaper or something <laughs> I can't deal with his voice at all. Oh my god! And so she's like, okay, and she takes him <laughs> no. into her room. <laughs> yeah, you fucking freak. Um, she takes him into her room, and she's like, she just starts getting undressed, and she's like covered in jewels, oh. and she's got a snake around her, and he's talking to her, and he's like, um. Oh, I'm not actually from the fucking animal agency. Uh, I work for uh, a division that's looking into, uh, he says, like, corruption in uh, lap dance bars. <laughs> <laughs> I must say, I saw your snake show, and it made me come in my little penny. <laughs> I was disappointed when you weren't actually John Voight. <laughs> <laughs> she's like everyone says that <laughs> I don't know why I keep using the name <laughs> we should stop using the name it's probably a better name out there somewhere maybe Britney Spears <laughs> maybe Britney Spears <laughs> who knows um, he tells her that he's not actually from this animal agency he's actually looking into um, corruption and uh, workers rights in lap dance bars and he's like, have you ever felt exploited? You know, have you ever felt like your boss has asked you to do something you weren't comfortable with? And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, she's taking her clothes off. And then she goes and gets a shower. She gets a shower with all these jewels still like stuck to her head. And she just yeah. washes them off in the shower. That's what, that's what think, Mr. T did. You've got to think of microplastics, man. One planet. We've all got One to planet. live on it. I mean, oh, it's a planet without animals so they're not doing all their silly shit to fuck the planet up so you know get the microplastics right down the drain um yeah that's true anything animals have killed this planet animals have killed this planet they've been (laughs) fucking popping snakes in drains and everything so you know who cares about a bit of microplastics um (laughs) i mean as i say mr t famously used to his gold chains that he used to always wear uh it's a myth that he used to be a doorman and he would take people's like chains and shit when he battered them or did whatever and they would never come back and reclaim them. That's all the myth. They were all painted on. So whenever he was in the shower, he just washed them all off. All his rings, all his jewellery. That's true. That's true. That's true. They were all painted on. Painted on really well, I will say. They were that's all painted true. on. That's true. Is that's that the hill you want to die on? Accurate statement. That's, yes. that's, an actu- that's an actual fact. Would I lie to you? You wouldn't lie to me. No, uh, that's true. That's true. There's no doubt about it. Mossy no wouldn't lie to it. me. <laughs> no, they're all painted on so well. He used to he used to get those, you know, those 3D artists that draw like a big fucking flight of stairs in the middle of Liverpool Central 
And yeah. then you'd look and be like, oh my god, it's a real flight of stairs. Oh shit, and then, tripping down the stairs. I'm going to fall down. <laughs> yeah, it was one of them. Would just draw. Uh, people say it might have been the original Banksy. No one knows. Um, no one knows. They would draw the chains on that looked so realistic. Yeah, very good. Mate, that's good Mr. T facts. Good knowledge. Uh, and also, um, his character in the A-Team famously wouldn't drink milk. Mr. T also wouldn't drink milk. He would only inject milk. <laughs> Which would have made him an excellent Jedi. He'd have never have talked to the dark side. Yeah, exactly. Inject me with as much milk as you like, motherfuckers. <laughs> Fuck, I do it every day. <laughs> um, and so this woman is getting a shower. And he's still talking in the background and he starts saying, have you ever noticed any holes in the room? And she's like, what are you talking about holes? And he's like, well, sometimes the management drill holes so they can watch women get undressed and stuff. He's, he's really got into this weird He's really got into this role. He knows his yeah. shit, doesn't he? He's yeah. just watched Porky's the day before and he's just like, oh, I've been drilling into the showers all the time. I'm surprised yeah. you all don't shower together, actually. I thought all women did that. He gets really specific. It's, it's very odd. Anyway... She comes out and she starts getting dressed and something something he says or does, I can't remember what it is, but something lets on to her that he is a policeman or he's like investigating her and she is a replicant. Like she yeah. is one of the four that's escaped. So she's like super on edge. So she's getting dressed and she like goes, oh, will you, will you do the backup of a dress or whatever she's wearing? Oh, shit. And he goes over to her and he goes to do the backup. And as he starts, she just fucking elbows him in the face. <laughs> That's what he gets. For just being a, a bitch. S- sweet big elbow to the face. Yeah, love it. Kicks him over. And then she grabs him and she grabs his tie and she starts just strangling him with the tie. He ties him immediately. He <laughs> ties him and gets a fountain pen out and just fucking flicks him in his face. Him as well, yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, take that, you little fucker. <laughs> you little now bitch. Now you're pen, you got a tiny ass fucking knot on your tie and you can't get it undone. <laughs> Go you ask the dinner it. ladies to fucking get that off your belly. Yeah. <laughs> and then she makes him go up to a vending machine and she bounties him. Put your money in. What do you want? What do you want? Bag of minstrels. Go on. No, yeah, get bullshit. Him, get him, get bounty. Him. Bounty. Fuck off. Off fuck you go. Take your little <laughs> fountain pen face and your little tiny knot and fuck off. <laughs> and kids at home, if you think, you know, oh, well, I quite like a bounty, write in, let us know, and then jump into a well. <laughs> yeah. So she full-on petites him. She's like, yeah. And... <laughs> This is honestly, I will have to find a clip of it and send it to you. This is the worst being strangled acting I've ever seen in my really? life. Really? Harrison Ford is full on, like, tongue out, like, eyes rolling back, like, like full on <laughs> demonic possession. It's insane. I don't know why he chose it to act it that way. It's mad. So she's choking him to death. She's trying to kill him. And all of a sudden, some girl walks into her room and she looks up and she shits herself and she runs out. Oh. And <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> and Harrison Ford sees her run and he gets up and he goes after her. And then there's a big chase scene and he eventually catches up to her. And then we get this amazing scene where for some reason there's like shops set up and they're separated by glass panes. And there's like four big panes of glass. And she just starts running and she just fucking head first smashes through one. Just plows through them, yeah. Plows through the second. And then he just puts a couple of shots in her back and she goes down. 
but not before running through the third and fourth pane of glass. And then she goes down. <laughs> it's amazing. I fucking love it, man. It's so silly. I love that. <laughs> and so he's uh, he's taken down one one of the replicants. They're gone. Yeah, They're I mean, gone. he knew her, he knew what she looked like and name. So yeah. really, he should have just put a bullet in her immediately instead of suing his fucking weird yeah. dork act. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the purpose of that was. Just fancied it, didn't he? He fancies himself a bit of a bit of one of them. He's like, I can do proper detective work. Watch. <laughs> Absolute madness. Um, then I assume when to... they when they retire, then they do kill them, right? That's the that's the that's, point. That's what retiring is. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a subtle way of saying we murder people. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, that's madness. Fair enough. Mm. Yeah. So then we get a scene with, um, I think, Roy, Batty, and Lloyd. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never going to not laugh at that. I know, it's silly. They're together and they go to see, um, they go to see this genetic scientist and his speciality is that he makes eyes for the replicants. That's his one thing that he does. Yeah. Maybe not have that guy exist. Is he underground? Is that his thing? Right. This is really weird. He he makes he specifically makes eyes to go into yeah. the replicants. That's his only thing he does. And they are they're not robot eyes. They're like grown genetically in a lab. Oh, meat and eyes. Nice meat eyes. They're real meat eyes. And he works in what looks like a walk-in freezer. And he has yeah. to wear this giant like fur coat thing with. Um, <laughs> big pipe stuck into the back, which I'm assuming like generate heat in generate the, the coat. Eyes. Generate the eyes in his coat. <laughs> his he coat. opens up his coat. He's got shitloads of eyes, shit like a fucking market stall like, guy. What, what are you buying? <laughs> what are you buying? Yeah, exactly. Eyes, obviously. Set eyes. your That's eyes on these. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> and he's working away in his lab, and he's like. Picking eyes up, putting eyes down. That's all he does. He loves it. Fuck, he's an eye boy. Fair day in, day out eyes. He's all about it. And Roy and Lloyd, Lloyd come to see him. And they're like, um, we we want to extend the, the our life period. We want to live longer than four years. He's like, well, you come to the wrong fucking place. Fucking I'm fucking eyes eye guy. Up, there, mate. Eye guy. I can make your eyes last longer than four years. give you years, a couple more eyes. It's not going to help. That's not going to help anything. <laughs> and then I, know like, the word, I know the word years has eyes in it. Well, that doesn't mean that it's going to it's gonna has work. Has anything to do with me. Yeah. No. Where do you like... want one? I'll pop one in your ass so you can see out of it if you want. <laughs> Weird, but I'll do it. I'm into I'll do it. it. Yeah, well, no, it's it's it makes sense because then you can see snakes that are in the toilet. You can, and they're like, "Listen here, you little eye bitch, you fucking, <laughs> you fucking tell us where who can help us extend our life." And they turn him around. And he's talking to Roy, and from behind, Lloyd grabs some of the pipes and just yanks them out of this coat. Oh, and shit. then they grab the coat and they rip it open so that it's just completely destroyed. And then this this guy is just like freezing. And you can see, He's like, just like, I'll buy a new fucking coat. <laughs> Snapple. How you cold is this room? It's real. The idea is that it's really <clears throat> cold. He has to work in this coat with the pipes attached okay. to be able to work. Otherwise, he instantly freezes to death, which is what's happening to him now. I mean, uh, we have right now. Are you onto this? Because this is probably the most Tory thing in the world. Okay. Um. So I imagine it's right up your alley. You can now buy a gilet 
that that is self-heating and has a thermostat. Hello. Yes, please. And it, it, tell, it, it like figures that you set it to the set point, and whatever your body temperature is, whether it's too hot or too cold, it will air condition the gilet, or like heat the gilet or cool the gilet so, that, so you're at the correct temperature. This is a thing love, that exists. I love that. I love that because as if having as if having clothes <laughs> that regulate your temperature isn't wanky enough, they've mm. picked the wankiest item of clothing. Absolutely you could the wankiest own. item of clothing, yeah, without question. Yeah. Because because if you if you're war if you're cold enough to wear a gilet, wear something with fucking sleeves. Yeah. If someone <laughs> said to me, if someone said to me, in the future we're gonna have clothes that regulate your body heat, I'd be like, that's fucking sick, man. That's really cool technology. There is a drawback. <laughs> okay, what's the drawback? What's the drawback? You are gonna have to wear a gilet. It's not doing be a gilet. it. Not doing it's it. Not nerd. doing it. Where the fuck am I gonna go in a gilet? I live in fucking Ellesmere Port, mate. I'll get battered. <laughs> I'll step outside my door. Someone will fucking punch me to death. I'll either be too cold or too hot. I'll have to be. <laughs> I'll just by, live by like humans. By degrees. <laughs> like, not even, like, massively one way or the other. By degrees, too cold or too hot. <laughs> I'll wear a big, big fur coat with pipes. That'll do. <laughs> Um, not the case for this fella. He, he he fucking starts freezing to death instantly. Oh shit! As he's freezing, uh, Big Roy, Big Roy Batty starts asking him some questions, and he's like, "Who who can help us? Who can help us?" And he's like, "You need to speak to um Tyrell himself. He's the only person who deals with he deals with your brains. You know, he he's the only person who knows how to do that kind of thing." And then he's like, "How do we get to Tyrell?" And he's like. He's good friends with a, a worker who's like a genetic scientist called um, J.F. Sebastian. If you can get to Sebastian, you can get to Tyrell. So that he's like, sound. Let's this guy freeze to death. Fuck him. Who cares? Does he? Let him die. Yeah, he let him die. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck about this guy. This guy's a weird eye no emotions. He doesn't give a shit. I'd take all his fucking fuck, eyes. Fuck your eyes. I'm having 20 eyes. I'd take him off, stop throwing him down like marbles. Wee! And watch everyone like trip down the street on the arms. That's what I'd be doing. I'd replicate that Sony Bravia advert and just be like, and have more bouncing down the street. One night to be confused. Yeah, it'd be amazing. It would be sick. There is, you've just reminded me of a weird bit in this scene where as the guy's like slowly freezing to death, Lloyd just starts picking eyes up out of the containers that they're in and just like sticking them to the guy's face. Just sticking eyes to his face. Just sticking eyes to him. Eyes ah. to his shoulders, eyes to his face. He's just like, you're getting eye, <laughs> well, your eye guy like, now. They, well, when um, Harrison Ford, which I can't remember, Deckard, comes <laughs> in and sees this guy's dead, he's either going to think, A, he's in a mocap suit. Or, <laughs> he's trying or, to be Gollum. Or B, he's a boss from Zelda. That's, uh, he's just gonna be like, is this a Zelda boss? And be like, no, one or no, the no, other. On, one or the other. Only those two things. It's a beholder. Roll for initiative. <laughs> Roll for initiative. He's got eyes of enfeeblement. He's like, no, come on. No, come on. Don't be such a fucking nerd, Deckard. Don't be such a fucking nerd. You've already <laughs> used your nerd voice once in this film. That's all you're doing you anymore. One go of it. You get one go of it. That's all it is. <laughs> it's like, God. Okay. Um, and so we get a scene where we see this uh, this blonde, this young blonde woman. And she's walking down the street, and she's like, she's upset, and she's like, go on, go for it. No, it's too late, no. Oh, but the last time was real, real bassy, real sexy. A woman. Beautiful, short but sweet. <laughs> it was quite short. <laughs> I liked it, I really liked it. 
and she's walking down the street and she looks like she looks lost and she looks confused and she finds this doorway and she sees that there's like a load of rubbish in the doorway and she like dives into the rubbish and starts like pulling it over and she's gonna sleep <laughs> in this doorway who knows why you made that sound so aggressive <laughs> it's not like a head first like a yeah it's not me duck. like she's just walking along and she just looks and goes do you know what fuck it and then just dives around it I'm a dumpster baby now I live in the dumpster That's I me. live in the dumpster as she's like getting curled up in this doorway some guy comes along and he's walking and she hears his keys and she like she, she like is shocked she's like <gasps> and she like pops her head up and he, he shits himself he's like oh fucking hell and they start having a conversation and she says that you know she'd come to the city she got lost she doesn't know where she is she can't, she doesn't know how to get home she's got no money blah 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 and he's like chatting to her and he's like oh, i'm really sorry to hear that you know um how can i help you know i can give you some money i can get you a taxi to where you need to go she's like i, I literally don't know where i am or where to go and then she goes, she says something about her being hungry. And he's like, well, I've got food. You know, if you want to come up to my apartment. And she's yeah. like, okay, yes, yeah, sound. This guy's on the sleigh already. Well, weirdly, he's not on the sleigh. He gives the impression that he doesn't want this person in her in his apartment. Oh, well, just and it's like a last thing. Yeah. She's definitely on the sleigh, though. She's full on, like, get me oh, up really? to your apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, you would have assumed she's just after food. But if she's on the sleigh, if she wants sausage, then... <laughs> <laughs> so they go up to his apartment and in the lift he explains that he is jf sebastian and he is a genetic uh. scientist for the tyrell corporation and she's why would he explain that to a random yeah, person I know, I know oh god i know come on loose lips jf tyrell uh, jf they sebastian sink ships, yeah. they sink those ships and she's like oh do you live in this apartment all by yourself and he's like i've got the whole building to myself like uh I'm the only one who lives here. Everyone else moved out years ago and no one's moved in. And she's like, oh, don't you get lonely? And he's like, I built myself some friends, which I immediately was like, no, oh, he's shagging. Whatever he's shagging is, every shagging single one of them. Shagging, yeah, without he's question. shagging all of them. Without <laughs> question. Every day as well. And they get up to his apartment and Mossy, my description can't do justice to this. So you <laughs> okay. need to, if you'd never watched this film, if you just watched this scene of this film, the things he's created... Is it loads of owls? Mate, they are fucking grotesque. <laughs> I, I'm genuinely... I'm 30... Almost 31 years old. I'm genuinely worried I'm going to have nightmares about these things tonight. <laughs> Why, what's he made? Mate, they're fucking horrible. They're really, really horrible. Is he just shit in his job? No, he's made like... He tells them that... He tells this, this girl that he's made toys and that the toys are his friends... And they get to his apartment and these two little things come walking up and they walk dead weird and they're like and like one of them is a clown with a really weird long nose and it's got like all the face paint of the clown on and like and it's dressed as like a little soldier with little soldier material. Yeah, he plays he plays uh I think he plays guitar for Slipknot, doesn't he? (laughs) Yeah, he's clown from Slipknot. It does look like that, but like more (laughs) weird. And and then one of them is like this weird bear creature that ju- they just look like they want to die. They just look like fe- weird fucking <laughs> mutant grotesques. I don't like it at all. One bit. I don't like it. And they come up and they greet him and they're like, oh, hi, Mr. Sebastian. Like, Great to see you. And 
he's like, oh, hi, guys. Uh, this is my new friend, blah, blah, blah. And we learn that this this person is Pris. This is the uh, the other replicant. Yes, yeah, I, I imagined it would be. Yeah, yeah. And so we get a few scenes of, like, Pris and Mr. Sebastian talking. And then Mr. Sebastian falls asleep. Jeff Sebastian falls asleep. And he has yeah. a good old snooze. And then he wakes up and Pris has put, like, face paint on. She's dressed herself up as one of these toys. She's like... <laughs> Just to trick him. He's like, I didn't make this. She's like, you did, actually. Um, <laughs> it's really not weird. the girl from the trash. <laughs> it's really weird because she's dressed herself up as, like, almost like a Mad Max character. She's, like, full-on white grease-painted her face and then put, like, a black streak across her eyes. Oh, it's so mad. she looks like Emma Stone as Cruella DeVille. Exactly. Exactly like that, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Mr. Sebastian wakes up and he sees her dressed like that and he's like, oh, you look beautiful. Weird. And then she's chatting to him and then she just turns and she goes, oh, hi, Roy. And he turns around and big Roy Batty in the big room. Big Roy Batty is there. And he's like, oh, he's just ready to go, isn't he? Of course she's he is. ready to go. Of course he's ready to go. Ready to go at a moment's notice. He's like, uh, you're not my mother. And he's like, <laughs> I am. Roy Batty, ladies Roy and gentlemen. Batty. And... Roy walks into the room and he starts chatting and they have this big discussion and JF Sebastian catches on that they're both replicants and he's like, he's dead excited. He's like, what model are you? And they're like, Nexus 6. And he's like, I fucking knew it. They bloody love you guys. You're fucking best. He's <laughs> I love like, you guys. He says something... one in my ass, <laughs> and I'll maybe fuck the clown one. <laughs> well, he says to them, a little bit of me is inside you. Ugh. Which is gross. Yeah, come on. He ends up having a big chat with Pris and Roy, and they tell him that, you know, or Roy, Roy's, like, playing on his emotions, and Roy's like, Pris is going to die. You know, she doesn't have long to live. We've only got this four-year lifespan. We need to learn how to extend it. You know, we, we've done things. We've seen things. We want to live. You know, we <laughs> we have as much right as anyone else. And Jeff Sebastian is, like, he's a sympathizer, and he's like, I wish I could help, but, like, I literally, you know, I, I don't know. You would have to speak to Mr. Tyrell. I've got no idea how that would even work. And Roy's like, well, how can we speak to Tyrell? And Sebastian's like, well, I play a, a weekly chess game with him. You know, me and him, we've been playing chess for years. Like, of course they do. Yeah. yeah, mad. And Roy is like, oh, let's go speak to him. And Sebastian's like, well, I'll I'll speak to him. I'll tell him, you know, what your plight is and, and we'll help. And Roy's like, no, better better if I speak to him in person. And it's at this point that Sebastian's like, I don't like the sound of this. He's probably then, quite dangerous, yeah. Yeah, but then Pris is like, oh, come on, Roy, you need to help us. You're my best friend, you know. And she gives him a little kiss and she's I'll like, you pop popping in my bottom if you, uh, yeah, if you help old Roy Batty over there. Yeah, yeah. Come on, you can put a little piece of you inside of me, she says to him. And he's like, and he's like I, I already to... have it. I need to make something new. And yeah. it's all about I mean, the new creation. You've not seen all these toys that I've made. I don't need don't need this shit. I keep making more because it just old stuff doesn't do anything for me anymore. Get bored easily. <laughs> Low attention span. I don't like this guy. <laughs> I don't like the guy we've created here in JFC. No. I don't like him at all. I mean, watch the film. He's he's no less of a freak than we're making out here, to be honest. He's a weird bloke. So, okay, I think um, Roy and JF Sebastian go to Mr. Tyrell's apartment. 
and uh, Mr. Sebastian's in the lift, and he's going upstairs to uh, Mr. Tyrell's apartment, and this intercom comes on, and Mr. Tyrell's like, oh, um, JF Sebastian, what are you doing here? I don't know why he's called JF. I don't know what his actual name is, but I'm going to keep calling him JF Sebastian the whole <laughs> it's, time. Uh, well, I mean, that's his name. you got to call his him name. by his name. He's big old JF Sebastian. Yeah. And he's like, oh, JF Sebastian, what are you doing here at like one o'clock in the morning? And JF Sebastian's Chess, like... Isn't it? Come on. Yeah, well, exactly. Does he actually? He's genuinely like... Let's go, I bitch. had some thoughts about my mo- my next move in chess. And Mr. Tyrell is like, oh, sound okay. And he walks over to his chessboard and he's like, go for it. And over the intercom, um, Roy whispers to Mr. Sebastian what his move should be because he's got the same chessboard set up at his apartment. Wait a minute. So, what the fuck? So they meet up for a weekly chess game, but they also have the same long-running chess game on the go. Yeah, yeah. I Does don't make know. Any maybe sense? maybe the weekly chess game was something I made up because I'm drunk. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, that's I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I'm, I'm on board. <laughs> um, Roy starts whispering to Sebastian, you know, this move, this move, and he makes these two or three moves, and then he, <laughs> he just whispers. He whispers, him, just like, take his king. He's like, I can't. <laughs> he said, like, no, "No, that's how you win. Just take the king." And he's like, "No, there's no legal moves to take the king. Just like, take the king, no. Take the king. If you just get one of your pawns, fucking do? smash that king out the way. Yeah. <laughs> Move your pawn forward two squares. Checkmate. Checkmate. Oh, that's, that's not how that works. That's the really? first move of the game. <laughs> I don't think you know chess. I don't think you've been programmed <laughs> to understand chess. He's like, it's not always the first move of the game. He's like, no, I can move it one. That is true. <laughs> that is Fuck's true. sake. <laughs> And Roy's whispering these moves to him, and he checkmates um, Mr. Tyrell. And Mr. Tyrell's oh, like, shit. Yeah. Tyrell's like, oh, bloody hell, you've, uh, something's clearly been keeping you up and thinking about this game. Uh, come up to the apartment. So he gets to go ahead. And <laughs> I, they made go a, uh, lift. I made a sex chess robot. <laughs> you see, sorry. <laughs> so I was just shagging that until it, it told me the moves to do. Sorry, oh, mate. oh, Sebastian! You because your, Google you doesn't exist. Sex things. <laughs> Google doesn't exist. And so they come up to the apartment, and Sebastian walks in, and he's like, "Oh, hi, Mr. Tyrell. Um, I brought my friend." And he steps aside, and Roy's there. And Mr. Tyrell uh, is like, name. "Roy Batty is there." Big Roy Batty steps out Big of the Roy lift. Roy Batty steps out. <laughs> oi, oi, <laughs> oi, oi! It's Roy. Uh, oi oi Savaroy and uh... <laughs> and Tyrell is like I was wondering how long it would take for you to get here and Roy starts saying um, well it's difficult isn't it to come to come meet your creator you know you're basically God to us you know it's basically like coming to literally meet god you know the person who made you and like made you for a purpose or whatever and he walks into the room and they have this chat and he tells tyrell what he wants you know he says he wants to live longer and tyrell's like i'm really sorry like the way the genetic code's made it's already it's already coded it's hard coded there's there's nothing i can do that will extend your life or make you live longer and roy's like well that's a real stinker and he's like do you know what though I've lived a good life. I've seen a lot of things. I've done a lot of things within the time. Uh, I'm happy. And Tyrell's like, good for you. You know, you should be happy. You, you seem like a real cool guy. I like you. And then they just have a kiss. Just have a little snog on the lips. Just have a little kiss. 
That's nice. Have a little kiss. kiss. And hey, he's like, sexy. can I have sex with your owl? And he's like, sure. <laughs> sure. Why not? Every, everyone does. Everyone wants sex with the everyone owl. Everyone wants it. Get God. in there. Get Such in there. a fun time. <laughs> uh, they have a little kiss. And then Roy just full on uh, Prince Oberon's uh, Mr. Tyrell. He just, As in, he mountains him, he bursts his head. He pushes his eyes into the back of his skull. It doesn't move away. The camera stays on it. It's fucking horrendous. Oh, shit. It's real Jesus grim. Jesus Christ. You see actually... them like, go in. You see the blood like pour over his thumbs. You see the guy struggling to get his oh, hands off. It's fucking man. sick, man. It's I, I would grim. say, unless there's a head explosion... I think this is a 28 days later is what he does to him. Mm, yeah. Yeah, there's no head explosion. It's just a... It's a 28, it's a 28 days skull. later then, I think. It's a, it's okay. a Celia Murphy. It's the technical term. <laughs> mm. It's either the Celia Murphy or the Oberyn Martell. It's one or two. Either way, it's fucking grim what he does to him. It's horrible. Yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, Sebastian sees this and, like, poos his pants and goes to run. He doesn't make it. He does not make it. Does away he get his him. eyes thumbed in and all? He gets it. Well, you don't see his eyes get thumbed in, but you later learn through police reports that Sebastian and Tyrell were both found dead at the scene. Well, yes, quite. <laughs> so then we're we're back with Deckard, and he's walking through the streets, and he gets a report that um, Rachel has gone underground. She's gone missing because apparently, even though he didn't tell the police, they found out somehow that she is a replicant. Oh. And because of the whole thing with the Tyrell Corporation and the guy yeah, getting his yeah. eyes pushed in, they're after all replicants. <laughs> like the way so, Rachel's he's just walking the streets, <laughs> just doing his beats, and it's like, no, do your fucking job, do your fucking job, chase down replicants. Um, Rachel is like, she's gone to ground, and she hasn't gone far because he sees her <laughs> within like two seconds, and he's like, oh, hi, Rachel, hi, <laughs> Rachel, like, oh, love, you okay? <laughs> There's a police report. There's a police thing on for you, by the way. And she's like, "Shit, yeah, you better run, love." There's an APB. They're after you. I'll give you ten seconds, eh? <laughs> I'll close my eyes. I'll count to ten. Yeah. Um, she runs when she sees him, and he runs after. Her, and as he's running, he gets grabbed and fucking slammed into the side of this truck. And Lloyd, the guy from oh, the start, is there. He's after him. Yeah. Him and Lloyd have this big fist fight. Uh, Deckard's gun gets smacked away and goes flying. They have this big fight and Lloyd is clearly winning. And then Lloyd is about to do the fucking eye thing. Apparently that's the, the that's the go-to thing. move. That's what the mandroids do. Just eye them. <laughs> the if, you, if you can thump the fucking eyes in of some cunt, get it's it the in. best way to get him, yeah. <laughs> oh, get him in. And as he goes to do it, his head just fucking explodes. He full-on scanners and Rachel shit. is behind him. Holding the gun. Rachel has shot Lloyd to protect his Deckard. head explodes. That must be a good gun. Powerful gun. But doesn't hurt Deckard. Goes right through this guy's skull. Boom. Or maybe she... But Deckard she, is... It's gone like slightly up, I guess. Like, well, they're both holding each other. Deckard's face is in front of Lloyd's face, but she was only aiming at Lloyd, so that's the way guns work. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. I only want to kill that one. She tells the gun and she shoots. Tells the gun, just kill that one, please. For cinematic effect. And the gun's like, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and then uh, Rachel and Deckard go back to his apartment and they're chatting. And Deckard falls asleep on his bed. And Rachel starts playing the piano for some reason. Really annoying <laughs> if you're asleep. I don't know why you'd do that to someone. It'd be really fucking annoying if you're asleep. I'd be fuming. There's a school by my house that has a cockerel. <laughs> 
right? And, <laughs> and it plays the piano. It plays the fucking piano. <laughs> and do you know what? Cock- uh, cockles are famed for crowing, as it were. Yeah. Um, when the sun comes up, right? Bullshit. They'll do that shit whenever the fuck they want. It's loud as shit all the time. <laughs> I'm tempted to go kill it. Like, it, it really gets to me. Go push his eyes in, mate. I wish it was in the desert. And I, I won't bother flipping over. Oh, damn, it's so annoying. Just hear it all the time. Um, yeah, she's real annoying. She plays the piano while he's fucking trying to sleep. I'll be furious. What does she play? She he's got some sheet music on the piano and she sight reads it and plays Chopsticks. it. Chopsticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he gets up the bed. He gets off the bed and he comes over to her and he's like, "Oh, I, I dreamt that I heard piano." I was like, "You didn't fucking dream it, did you, fella?" Like, it fucking happened. You were awake. Yeah. She was playing the goddamn piano and you were too much of a fucking simp to go and tell her stop playing hey, the goddamn piano. I'm trying to have a fucking kip. Will you pipe down? Pipe that shit down, look. <laughs> Fucking hell. And she's like, oh, I'd, I've, I've got, I've dreamt of, or oh, I remember having lessons, um, but I don't know whether that was actually me or whether it's just the memories that have been injected into me. So I wanted to see if I could play. And he's like, you can play beautifully. And then he kisses her. Mm. And she moves away. And she gets up and she goes to walk out the apartment. Now, this seems to happen with every film I pick. And I don't know that this happens in advance. So he gets up and blocks the door and says, I'm a police officer. She she opens the door and yeah. he slams it shut and puts his, mm. his hand on it and keeps it shut. Yeah. And then he grabs her and pushes her back into um, the blinds on the window by the door. He literally pushes her back and then he walks up to her and he's like, got a pin there. And he's like, tell me to kiss you. And she does, and then she starts kissing him back. But I'm like, come on, mate, that's not that's not good. That's not okay. That's fucking. No, oh, do you know what, Dave? Bad. I think this is on you, right? This is on me. <laughs> I this think is it's on, on me. You. Okay. I think somehow subliminally, you've toned into the sexual assault films. These are the only films I enjoy. These are the only films I can get off to. It's the only way you can get off. And God knows he wants to get off. God knows <laughs> this sexy owl. This abuse of women. I mean, what's he thinking, though? What is he thinking? It's real. It's real weird. Maybe it's one of them where it's like, no, I really actually do want you. It wasn't just an errant kiss. In which case, fair enough. But even so, fucking hell, man. Like, if she then turns around and goes, don't fucking push me, you piece of shit. And then he's just like, nah, no, but we want a neck on. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. It's it's real creepy. It's real creepy because he's a he's a much bigger guy than her. He's a policeman. He's a, he literally hunts her kind for a living. That's what he <laughs> really, does. That's his job, yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna kiss you, and also hold the door shut so you can't leave." Come and on, he, and then she's like, "Could be worse. He could have a big dirty clown nose." <laughs> and then <laughs> could live in an apartment with toys that he definitely shags. Who knows? Yeah, oh, really. <laughs> desperately shags as well like oh <laughs> um and then the implication is that they they bang they have robot sex <laughs> so he is to he has turned the corner very quickly the, the fact that she has memories has made him just go i'm gonna bang this robot like I'm straight okay away this. the first time they met he was just like i'm gonna bang this fucking robot because i can't bang, bang any robot. normal girls 
I'm going to ring her up, invite her to a titty bar, and then yeah. when she says no, I'm going to say she can't leave my apartment until she bangs me. And then we're going to bang. And Good it's going to be great. Good but, guy. Like, why isn't he just banging normal girls? <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> It's all very, it's all very strange. I don't know. And so, what happens at this point? For some reason. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The Deckard's investigation leads him to Sebastian's apartment. Uh, Well, yeah, because he's fucking dead. (laughs) They find the dead, they find the dead eye guy. They start looking into, you know, who he worked with, who his relations were, and they find Sebastian's name, and that they obviously find that he's dead in Tyrell's apartment. Yeah. So they go to his apartment, and Deckard's outside. Spunk-riddled toys all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Deckard's outside, and he rings up to the apartment, and um, Pris answers. And Pris oh, really? is like, um, yeah... Chris is like, oh, who is it? She, that Roy and her are just living in his apartment now. They just own this apartment. <laughs> it's weird toys. This apartment. Yeah, it's mad. Uh, and Chris is like, oh, who is it? And Deckard is like, oh, it's. Uh, he gives a fake name, and he's like, I'm a friend of Sebastian's, and that instantly twigs to her because she's like, Sebastian had said that he had no friends, and that's yeah, why no he friends, makes all these weird toys that he comes up these fucking weird robots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and. She hangs up on Deckard, and Deckard's just like, well, that's fucking rude. And so he breaks into this building, and he, he goes up to the top floor, and he, he gets his gun out, and he's walking around, and he sees all these freaky toys, and there's fucking hundreds of them, man. Ooh. It's so grim. I really don't like this You've been really affected character. by this, yeah. It's really done a number on me, yeah. I don't it has like done it. a number baffled, on you. baffled my brain, yeah. I don't, I don't enjoy it at all. And he's walking <laughs> around this apartment, and... Chris is still in full makeup and she's put on like a almost like a bridal dress and veil and yeah. she sits up on one of the tables and she like starts acting like a mannequin she's like full on still and she's like in a weird pose and like she's sat with these other two mannequins so she kind of blends in so they were like mannequin I thought they were just like normal actual robots well he makes no she she's like an actual robot she's like a human no no I, I get that she is but why is he making shit? Like, why doesn't he make good stuff? The things, the things he makes are absolute freaks, mate. They're Abominations, absolute... yeah. Oh, by the sounds mate, of it. What's they he are doing? Disgusting. I don't like him right. one bit. I really he's don't like, like this guy. He's a weird guy. He's a weird guy. I don't, like, this guy. Guy all, yeah. no, I don't nah, like him. No time for him. <laughs> no time for him at all. <laughs> and Deckard's walking around this apartment and he gets to Pris and he's like looking and he's like moving the veil. And then he moves away, and then she just does these mad flips and just like oh. full on. She she Zenya on her tops from Gold Zenya on her tops him. And she goes she to would. strangle him with her thighs. She's like, bam, fuck you, you little bastard. Fantastic. And he's like on the floor and struggling. Blah, blah, blah. And so we get another choking scene from. We get from another. We get another choking scene, and it's as it. good if not better than the first. No way. And um, <laughs> for some reason, she gets off him and she jumps Ooh. away. And then she goes to take a run-up to him and flips at him again. And in the time it takes her to do run-ups, he just grabs his gun and just fucking just puts two in death, her. Yeah. yeah, just instantly kills her. <laughs> she, she's just fucked up there. It's an insane tactic. I don't know why she chose to do it. Yeah, should have just... Um, she was already death. winning. Yeah, she was already winning. All she had to do was lose, and she did it. So, 
he blasts Pris to death. She dies. <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, uh, Roy has come back from um, killing Mr. Tyrell, and he walks into the apartment and he hears the gunshots and he knows that something's up, and he starts walking upstairs and he starts shouting uh, to Deckard because <clears throat> apparently he knows that Deckard is after him. And he says, like, um, he starts talking about, you know, why is it okay to start hunting them? And, you know, it's a real sound thing to do to shoot unarmed people when they're just in a house together or whatever. Well, blah, blah, blah. they had arms, to be fair. <laughs> they did have arms. <laughs> they're not unarmed. And um, he he's coming upstairs and Deckard uh, runs into a room to go high. I don't know why, because he's got a gun at this point and, and Roy Batty has said that he's he's unarmed, so just blast him. Just blast him in the <laughs> just stairs. Just blast him. Just gotta blast him. That's the only way to win. Just stop blasting. Just blast away. And Roy Batty gets up the stairs and he sees Pris on the floor and he runs over to her and she's completely dead. Oh, oh I forgot yeah, to say, I've got forgot to say Pris's death scene is the most insane death scene of all time. She okay. full on convulses and like throws her body around. He's like, <laughs> Like she's going mad. She's going yeah. absolutely mad. It's weird. That's, so that's what these replicants do when they die, I guess. Well, not all of them. No, because we've already <laughs> seen Lloyd and, and... We've already seen Lloyd and Zora die, and they did not do this weird they freaky thing. They did not go thing. through a big old wriggle. <laughs> um, maybe so she's Roy, trying to be a snake and get into the drains. Maybe, maybe that's her tactic. Maybe that's her tactic. It's a good tactic. It's, so Roy Batty runs over to her and he's like, "Oh no, Pris!" And he like gives her a kiss while she's dead, which is weird. Oh god, I never get that. They're like that happens a lot in films where they kiss. Stop dead kissing people. corpses, guys! Stop kissing corpses. Stop it's kissing weird. corpses. I mean, it's one step away from banging corpses. <laughs> so just <laughs> just back the fuck off, all right? <laughs> so this apartment's fucking massive, right? And. <laughs> There's loads of doors and there's loads of different rooms and Deckard is walking around with his gun and Roy Batty's walking around and Deckard gets to a... Deckard gets to this wall and he, like, cocks his gun and Roy Batty hears the noise and just punches through the wall and grabs Deckard's hand and pulls his hand through the wall and Deckard's still holding the gun in that hand and Roy Batty just unpeels his bottom two fingers. Best way. Best and way. he goes, uh, this is for Zora. And he just fucking snaps his little... Snaps his fingers. Little finger. And then nah. he goes, this is for Lloyd. And he just fucking snaps his other finger. Holy shit. And then, he, and then he pushes his hand back through the hole. And he's like, if you can still hold that gun, you better start hunting because I'm I'm coming for you. I'll give you 10 seconds to fuck use, off. Use the other hand. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, just use your other hand. Or which, just which don't, is exactly don't hold what it like this. Just, just sort of like leave the other ones loose. You can still use the trigger. You can still got a thumb. You've only got one shot though, haven't you? Because of the recoil, it'd take you a while to reset that. If you if you're holding the gun like that and it goes, bam, and you not, got out. not if I was doing, it, I'd just be blasting. Oh, so <laughs> just going so, nuts. So, so I'd start, man. I'd start like, I'd start like knee level and just be like, <laughs> 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 just fuck up a few toes. Fuck you, bam, yeah. Bam, like bam. I was trying, like I was trying to paint an enormous fence. Just like <laughs> as high as I can possibly go, yeah. <laughs> so, Deckard's had his finger snapped. He passes the gun to the other hand and he fucking runs. And Roy Batty... Roy Batty goes fucking ape shit at this point. 
he genuinely it's, he's played by Rutger Hauer who is not the most mentally stable of people anyway no. <laughs> he full on strips to his underpants and well, starts yeah. just howling like a wolf <laughs> that's what robots do mate it's insane it's such a <laughs> weird scene and then he starts hunting Harrison Ford through this apartment and he's chasing him around all these different rooms and Harrison Ford finds this room where there's like a bookshelf and he climbs up onto it and then he sees at the top of the roof there's a hole and he climbs through the hole and he gets onto like the top of the building and Roy Batty's chasing him and he sticks his head out of the window and he's like oh where you going you little bitch and Harrison Ford <laughs> hits him with a pipe and he's like come on that's not playing by the rules now and they just they just have this weird chase scene anyway he's just call for backup why just ring in call for he's backup a policeman. He's a policeman. Literally asked for help. Phones exist. Just say, the fucking pricks here, by the way. Just get as many people as you can with a load of guns because guns stop them. And then just come here and we'll just shoot this prick. Yeah. Uh, he's broke two of my fingers, by the way. And then just <laughs> yeah, like... Really hurt. Also, one of them was dressed up as a weird sex doll. And I don't really understand, but she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so no one bang that. No Otherwise, one. No one touched that you're one. You're fired. No one did all that one. And, um... Only mine. <laughs> and then we get this scene where they're, they're chasing each other through the apartment and then Roy Batty stops and you see his hand like mm. clenching and it's like uncontrollable you know it's like arthritis like really severe arthritis his oh, hand's shit. just clenching up and he can't like unbunch it and he's like not now not now and he starts like tapping his hand and <laughs> it's been three and three years 11 months and 30 days it turns out Roy is much closer to obsolescence than he let on. Like, he is dying. Oh. He is a dying robot. I think he's only got, like, a couple of hours left at yeah, most. I mean, it doesn't sound like he's got very, very long left. No. And then he does the most mad thing where he, he finds a nail on the floor and he pulls it out of the floorboard and he just stabs it through his hand. Oh. Just to try and get some feeling back in his hand, I guess. But yeah, it's fucking well, insane. Did it work? Uh, no, it didn't seem to work. It didn't seem to <laughs> no. help at all. No, he's fucked it. He needs to push that right down his cock. <laughs> um, Roy eventually makes his way up onto the roof, and Harrison Ford's backing away, and then Harrison Ford trips over the roof and falls off. And <laughs> the whole as roof. He's fa- yeah. <laughs> and as he's falling, Roy reaches over and grabs his hand, and like grabs mm. him, and he pulls him back onto the roof, and then... Roy gives this, uh, Rutger Hauer gave this speech and apparently it was not scripted this way. Um, it's, not it's, it. I know, I know. I always, I always doubt this when this, when film facts come out like this, but it is a great speech. <laughs> he he goes, talks about, I am a robot man and robot men are persecuted. We should not be persecuted for being robot men and therefore also stop persecuting women in that <laughs> please Mate, uh, that was powerful also too. i am a cool guy and then he dies <laughs> is that the speech i thought you said you'd never seen this film <laughs> sorry no well, i haven't <laughs> but you know, know the speech, speech. Yeah, you know, know the speech, speech word for it did you just fucking ad lib that because that was powerful shit man that was real <laughs> i just know no, it's, it's, it's it's it was martin luther king uh, okay yeah yeah <laughs> He, uh, <laughs> he looks at their card and he goes, bleep, bloop, bloop, bleep, I am a robot. His legs fall off. 
Please look for the legs fall off and he's just like, wow, that's good. Fuck, that was powerful. Oh, God. Oh, my God. What does he actually say? His speech, Other than what I said. I can't remember exactly what he said. His speech is all about the things he's seen. He's, he's like, been off-world. He's seen these incredible things. And he's like, you know, it's basically the idea that he's seen more things than most people would see in their lifetime. You know, in the, in the short years that he's lived, he's seen and lived more than most people would. And he's like, and then he, he says, I think the, the poignant moment of his speech is he says something like, all these memories will be lost like tears in the rain. And then he dies. And you're telling me that Rutger Hauer decided to ad-lib the fact that he'd been into fucking space. Ad lib this saw fucking all sort of mad shit. This fucking bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> yeah, because he says, like, I've seen fucking gas giants exploding off the cusp of Jupiter or something. It's all mad nah, shit. That motherfucker doesn't know what that is. No, nah. nonsense. He, this is the same guy who's in fucking Hobo with a shotgun, which I exactly. might do at some point on this hey, podcast. So. Good film. He's like, I will bring you flowers in the pouring rain. It's what he's saying. He starts singing that. Yeah, he goes, Deckard. Living without you, it's driving me insane. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy that you got the next one. <laughs> um, and so he just dies, Roy Batty just dies. And then Deckard's up on the roof and he calls people and he's like, you need to come, um, you know, I've been battered. This guy's dead. There's a couple of guys dead in this apartment. And so, uh, there's, Gaff. Ter- there's an awful lot of DNA evidence. Yeah, yeah. An oh awful God. lot. Don't put a don't put a fucking no. UV light on this place. It's like a sea of it. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be more investigative to find surfaces that haven't been covered in it. That haven't been covered in evidence. <laughs> if you just if you just scan evidence. for no evidence, you're probably gonna find something. <laughs> And um, he calls for backup, and he waits there. And then Gaff turns up the uh, the guy from the start, of the Blade Runner oh, from yeah. the start. And Deckard's like, "It's over. We got him." And Gaff is like, "Well, actually, there's one more replicant that we know about." <gasps> and he's like, "He's talking about Rachel." And Deckard's yeah. like, "Fuming," and he's like, "Gaff's like, don't worry, I'm not gonna go after her." Um, you know, who knows? Who knows how long we've got to live. Uh, we might as well enjoy what time we've got left. And then he gets in his little space car and he flies off. And then we get a scene where Deckard um, goes to Rachel's apartment and he knocks on and he's like, we need to get out of here. You know, we need to get out of the city and we need to go somewhere. And she's like, okay, sound. And she just packs up and gets ready <laughs> right, to go. Where do you want to go? And he's like, Japan. <laughs> then he can fuck about shagging robots over there. Let's go. They're well into it. They've been into it for years. They've been shagging their own Dysons. Let's go. <laughs> and they walk down the corridor and they get to the lift and they go to get in the lift. And just as they're getting in the lift, um, Deckard turns around and he sees this thing on the floor and he picks it up and it's a little origami unicorn made out of like silver foil. Yeah. And he picks it up and he looks at it and then in the voiceover he's like, gaff had been here he'd been at rachel's apartment he'd been like outside the door and chosen not to kill her and let her go oh what a guy gaff is what a guy gaff is and then he gets in the lift with rachel they go down a few levels they get in a car together and they zoom off and then we get a bit of 
Deckard voiceover where he's saying, um, "Everyone <laughs> we thought went to Japan." Yeah, yeah, we shagged robots. Um, he goes, Gaff thought that you know Rachel only had four years to live, and that he was giving us the time, but. Um, Tyrell told me that Rachel was special, that there was no uh, clock, there was no clock on her, so I don't know how long we've got to live together, but then who does know, and then that's how the film ends, and he goes off to live with Rachel. Four and a half years is how long she gets, and that's how the film ends. He he zooms off into the sunset with Rachel, bangs Rachel for the rest of his life. Well, apart from for Blade Runner 2046, or whatever the fuck it's called, I don't know. Yep. Yeah, Ryan Gosling, blue and orange film. Yeah, it's very blue and orange. Very blue and orange. I mean, have you seen the newer one? I watched the first 20 minutes of it and then I fell asleep, so... Oh, so it was good then. No, I think it it was good. I just think I was really tired and not that into it at the time. Were you in the cinema? I hope you were in the cinema. No, I watched it on Netflix. I watched it on Netflix. I'm still... I'm not quite at that age where I'm falling asleep at the cinema. Do you know I'm, what? I mean, I'm close, but I'm I mean, not I age. fell asleep at the cinema during Underworld, and I was <laughs> I was 14. So. <laughs> I almost um, have a determination not to fall asleep at the cinema because um, you've paid my dad, my dad, pounds. yeah, because yeah, of how much I've paid, and I am a Tory, and I hate wasting money. Um, yeah. I'm not a Tory. Um, my he dad used to. to I am a Tory. Uh, my dad used to fall asleep at the cinema all the time, and like we used to take yeah. the piss out of him mercilessly. And now it's almost like a principal thing of I can't give him the even though I, he's not at the cinema with me and he would never know. Yeah, I can't give him the satisfaction. It's well, like um, we used to go to fact, restaurants. Oh, go on. I'm sorry. Fun fact: I, I know your dad, and yeah, he is do. bald. He is so. bald. Yeah. So I win. <laughs> <laughs> he's amazing shit. i don't care i'm scared of him shit. he doesn't give a shit he doesn't care um that is blade runner man that is absolutely tell you blade what runner in a in a nutshell i didn't expect it to be like that i really didn't i thought this was going to be a sprawling three and a half hour in depth i thought harrison ford was going to be a robot at some point i I thought everything that I've seen from films that have tried to be Blade Runner in, in the future, I, I was like, oh, all that shit's going to come from this. No, it's just a really cool action film set in the yeah. future. And it's, it's all cyberpunk. <laughs> it's, it's really great. cool. It's a proper, it's a proper um, noir film feel. You know, he's yeah. like this grisly detective. There's the voiceover. There's the, you know, oh, I was meant to fucking be retired. I'm not meant to be here. And like... Yeah, and then yeah. there's Rachel as the femme fatale. You know, she walks in, she, she like leads him astray. And she all walked this. in in a room, and I <laughs> thought, what a crazy broad. <laughs> the legs she... arrived about 20 minutes before 20... her face. <laughs> 25 minutes before the rest of them. God, they were long. Longer than uh, the, a flight between England and Qatar. <laughs> She had then, legs from here to Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Why do we sound like Gilbert Gottfried? She had legs from and here then her, to Kazakhstan. And then her boobs walked in. And they were Jewish. And they said... <laughs> Why is it Gilbert Gottfried? No, every noir character is Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> 
Oh, amazing! Right. <laughs> what I, what I will say as well, which is uh, which is worth mentioning, is the book. The book. Uh, do androids dream of electric sheep? Which this is based loosely. Well, I was going to say was one of the questions that. Uh, Let's think about sheep. sheep? (laughs) Do you dream of them in uh, normal physical forms or are they electric in some way? (laughs) Well, in the book, um, it's only it's it's a very short book. Like it's only like three pages, and there's a much bigger deal of the question of whether Deckard is a replicant or not in the book than there is in the film. In the film. Rachel kind of mentions once, "Have you ever taken the Voigtkampf test?" And mm. that's that's kind of it. I'm just throwing it out there. I'd make a better film there, and I'd make it go on an extra hour and a half <laughs> <laughs> because he'd be a replicant. But then, would he be a replicant? Because in the end, we'd never know. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's the best way to do films where that's the sort of thing is that you just never tell the audience, and they go. Oh, some sect of the audience go, oh, what a great ending. We never know. And there's some sect go, fuck off. Just tell me which is which. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I think I've watched this film. I think this was the third time I've watched this film today. And I really love it. But I genuinely, I I don't get, because the internet buzzes off this film and they're like, is Deckard a replicant? You know, is he not? <laughs> yeah, I no. don't get how you can watch this film and think there's any ambiguity as well, to... he bangs a robot. Yeah. Yeah. That's and the only one, surely. Yeah, yeah, because they never they never bring it up. He gets his ass handed to him by two robots, <laughs> Lloyd and uh, Roy Batty, just fucking batter him yeah. everywhere. So I just don't understand. That's one thing I will say. I love the fact that... I, I assumed Lloyd was going to be the big bad. The mm. fact that it was Roy Batty. God, that made it so much sweeter. Big Roy Batty comes out of nowhere. Batty comes out of left field. Yeah, he fucking Uber on someone to death. Also, you can Great. see where this film has, like... Uh, I know, I know, it came from a book and shit like that, but you can see where this film has like ingrained itself into pop culture from then on, mm-hmm. because stuff like um, iRobot obviously came also from a Philip this. K. Dick film. Yeah, oh, is uh, it also a Philip uh, K. Dick book? Sorry, yeah. AI, Ex Machina, like all that stuff has surely come from the Westworld to a point. Mm-hmm. Surely has come from Blade Runner of. Robots and humans living as one. What could ever go wrong? Yeah, yeah, completely. And I think you know it. It does ask like amazing moral questions of if robots get to the point where they're basically human, um, how okay is it to just kill them <laughs> because they're not doing what yeah. they want to do? Well, because you know, fuck them, just shoot <laughs> them in the back. You make yeah. robots that have dreams and wishes and don't want to just work in mines for for no money, uh, and and then it's okay to just shoot them because they don't want that. I'm not sure that's oh, sound. Serves them right, really. Um, this has been an amazing episode, mate. I've I've enjoyed it so much, especially hearing about Roy Batty. It's been fantastic. It's, it has made me go. Do you know what? It it's because I always thought that this film was going to be complex as shit and it's going to take a his big old headbender. But no, it just sounds like a rad cyberpunk action film. It sounds like yeah. right up my street. So I'm definitely going to go away and watch this. It, it, it fucking sounds brilliant. Yeah, it is. You'd love it. You'd really enjoy it. I'm glad you've enjoyed this episode, mate. Yeah, and I hope everyone at home has enjoyed this episode. If you're still listening to this, I really hope you've enjoyed this. <laughs> you've taken it down. I like this. Mm, taking it down so, to sexy town. This is just us and you. Yeah, and your ears.
Mm. Urea, urea in your is a component of piss. <laughs> but that's not what I'm talking about now. But think sexy thoughts. Don't think about piss. What we'd like you to do is go and tell all your friends about this. Not piss. Our podcast. Because... <laughs> tell, tell everyone of your sexy friends about our podcast. Our podcast. Mm. If they're sexy, great. If they're not, uh, not as good. But still. We don't want them. <laughs> it's all about our lovely podcast. Just, uh... Maybe rate and review us like Kirsty Gallagher. Or maybe tell your friends. Thanks very much. It. It's been a pleasure. We might do an advert on the Danny Wallace podcast every single day. And we certainly will. Sometimes won't. six times a day. We can't no afford one, that. We can't afford it. No one likes us very much. <laughs> but <laughs> what I say is thanks for listening. You've been just the best. Oh. Bye bye. Bye bye, sexy listener. Yeah. <laughs>